Welcome to GWC podcast number 336, recorded August 12th, 2012. In this episode, we wrap up our B-movie arc with a watch of Judge Dredd. But first, your hosts, three unrepentant sci-fi geeks. I'm Chuck Cage. And one day you end up a big evil, you know, crap ass. And with me, Audra Heston. If I had a nickel for every time I got boned at the eye of Jupiter, man. And Sean O'Hara. <laughs> I shall fart. <laughs> Our mission, enjoy new science fiction, fantasy, and other cool stuff every week and share the experience with you. Oh, yeah, and have some fun in the process. GWC is brought to you largely by the generosity of listeners like you. It's your donations that keep us going. For more information on how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash support. And the fine folks at audible.com. Visit www.audiblepodcast.com slash watercooler for your free audiobook. Of course, we'd love to hear your opinions, too. So if you have something to say or, hey, you could introduce us to something new, don't just holler at your MP3 player. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229, extension 701. And leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future show. Better yet, you can join the GWC community, a group widely recognized as the friendliest people in sci-fi, and watching, reading, and enjoying all kinds of cool stuff 24-7 over on galacticwatercooler.com, our website, blog, and forum. GWC is a spoiler-free podcast, and we define spoilers as definitive information regarding material not yet released in the United States or its country of origin. In short, if it's out, it's fair game. Welcome back, everybody. And stuff. Indeed. Smith Mars and various uh, spouses <laughs> of different kinds. Smith Mars. Yes. <laughs> nice. It's been a while since we talked about Smith Mars. Uh, a little bit. And I thought about that the other day. I don't know why it just popped in my head. You guys been watching the new season? Typical. No, we need to. Yeah. We, no, we Ooh. started to, but we're yeah, just a little bit behind. It was oh great. My the God, part we good. saw already was yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, haven't, they haven't really lost the... <laughs> it's still going? No, they haven't lost the edge at all. We need to watch some of that. I, I really want to see the Bourne movie, the new Bourne movie. Big I kind of want to see it, too. I, I read Bourne Legacy, or actually, that's not true. I listened to the audiobook of Bourne Legacy. It abridged, hopefully. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was not good. Well, it was abridged by the time I got done with it. I listened to the first four or five chapters. I'm like, this sucks, and turned it off. What, was um, it a story? Because I tried to read the very first one, uh, can, The Bourne can, Identity. I actually read the first three, and I have to sadly admit that i am not a fan of the writing style at all yeah that's what no. i was gonna say i, I just one, i couldn't get into ludlum's style yeah. and this one was written not by the original author but by somebody else or or, or maybe helped wing knows all about it but he's like oh dude don't don't read the book just and the, the movies, movies are so much better yeah and they're a, a, a more focused story and they're they they make more sense and you just need to watch the movies they're much better see i i disagree a little bit like i feel like I know. For me, that's the right choice. Cause well, no, no. I agree with the overall. I disagree with the reason a little bit. Like, for me, uh, I totally agree that the movies are really enjoyable. The books are not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was uh, the story. If you were able to extract it out of the writing, the story was actually good, different, because they just made movies using the characters, as far as I can tell. Right. But um, 
but but the the thing that got me was just the writing style drug me down and i just i couldn't i did not enjoy reading it and it could be just me because i know he's a very popular author oh yeah um and if you you enjoy them i'm not trying to tell it say you shouldn't but i personally did not enjoy the book or the audio book at least uh, as as much as the movie i kept trying to insert movie stuff into it and it just wouldn't go in my head that's true it just doesn't it just doesn't work that way. They're paced completely differently. They're, they're, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see the movie. Uh, so is Shannon. Yeah, I want to uh, see it. Audra wants to see it, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking forward to it. I, I was a little disappointed to read the reviews. It, it oh, looks really? like, yeah, it looks Aww. like the reviews are kind of like, it's okay. It's not great, you know. Aww. People are saying that it's it's pretty enjoyable, like, at the time. But it's not really a great movie. I'm okay with that, though. I need yeah, those like, movies too. Yeah, yeah, I like I like being able to go in sometimes and just have, have a fun. fun movie. Yeah, I've been hearing the same thing about Total Recall too. Actually, yeah. that it's it's fun, it's entertaining. Uh, they did a good job, but it isn't a breakthrough or anything. No, I could see that. No, but to be honest, neither was the first one. Not everything can be. Yeah, nor should be. You know. Yeah, so. it wouldn't be breakthrough if they were all like that. Yeah, but the, Although I think I would prefer that a movie be spectacularly bad over the, you know, wow. rather than just kind of like, okay. I like okay. I'm fine with okay. <laughs> Actually, I like the whole spectrum. I, I like every once in a while Audra. just just being, <laughs> just being like, oh man, that really sucked, man. Oh no, it was kind of fun, but oh, did it suck? You know, I, I like those sometimes, you know. I could see those that. Those are fun. It's just like you don't care. You just start laughing for no apparent reason. There's a lot of movies I have like that. That and and Beef and I share this passion of of uh, like bad B sci-fi and oh, fantasy. Yeah. It's just horrid. You, you see it, and you're like, what? Like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Monsteroid versus or Monster versus Gatoroid or whatever it is. You know the the Tiffany and uh, oh uh, wow yeah uh, oh god what's the other the one the Tiffany is? and Ge- Debbie Gibson yes, of the, the reptile world yes exactly <laughs> you know where they're playing That's Tiffany awesome. and Debbie Gibson you know <laughs> badly and uh, you know those you just gotta watch and go <laughs> so really? horrible you know the the graphics I could probably get done in a On half hour yeah. <laughs> On uh, with with After Effects in about two hours, I could probably do the graphics for the entire movie. You know, I mean, it's just that bad. And uh, I think even Lou Diamond Phillips was in that one. And you're like, are you into everything? Are you just a prerequisite for for crap movies? You know what we watched though the other night, just on a whim, that totally stands up better than I thought it would. We watched Ghostbusters, the first one, of course. No, that totally stands up. Yeah, we. I, I was thinking, um, I wasn't going to say anything yet because I wanted to be like, we should do a, a, a podcast on Ghostbusters because oh, yeah, I had I so much so to say about it. It was okay. so fun. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. So. Well, we will then. All right. I think down the, down we'll the road, figure out, yeah. put it in the schedule down yeah, the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out because it's, I mean. Because that'd be fun. Yeah, and it does stand up. It really does. It holds up well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a totally different experience watching it as an adult. I mean, the last time I saw it, I was like 12 or something. And See, as a kid, I never understood why everybody was panicked when they bought an old firehouse and a hearse and everything like that. And and they, like, have no money and they're doing this thing. I'm like, well, obviously, they're the Ghostbusters. It's going to work out fine. Right. (laughs) As as a kid, you don't really understand it. As an adult, you're like, oh, dear God. You know, this there cannot be a good end to this plan. This is going to be bad. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, your interest alone in the first year comes to over $100,000. That's in 19. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I mean, this is a bad plan after plan. How are we going to afford it? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's not what you want your planning guy to say. Wow. You know? 
So, yeah. Okay, but one thing I got to say is ever since then, there are two movies that have totally affected my idea of the dream office for the career. Like, if we ever had, like, a, a big business that was, like, super oh, we awesome. get that three-story walk-up fireman's pole and oh, yeah. firehouse either, thing. Either, either sneakers or the firehouse. I'd, I'd take the firehouse over that because, you know what? In sneakers, it looks a lot cleaner, and I probably couldn't do a lot of woodwork. I, I think, could set up a wood shop downstairs I think that you firehouse. could have both. I think you could have the 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 sneakers like room as one of the upstairs rooms, like with the glass. Oh yeah, and separated room. by the floor or whatever. Yeah, big yeah. open with the area where you, you have can... the pole go down to the the shop area. Hell yes, <laughs> hell yeah. See, we would need a dog to live there with us. Well, yeah, I've got of course. Three. Yeah, <laughs> that would not be a problem. Bolo would be into that, man. <laughs> Nothing phases that dog. You know, you can like run the steam cleaner, which is three times as loud as a vacuum and stuff like that, and. You're having to just like kind of roll over him with it and like lift his paws up. <laughs> do under it's him like, and okay, roll, cool. his, roll his ass over. <laughs> he doesn't care. It's like whatever. So in the in the magic future, when we have the GWC offices, that's what they'd be. Yeah, it'd be, be awesome. the three story firehouse with the pole and the yeah. Seriously, <laughs> you know, I actually have to make kind of a blasphemous <laughs> confession. Uh, we'd have our three lockers too. Yeah, <laughs> Audrey truck rev. Shop. Yeah, <laughs> bastard for me. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know. Anyway, go ahead, Audrey. You're no, no, no. I, I was just going to say I have kind of a blasphemous thing to say about movies because I was looking at everything that's playing right now. I still have not seen Batman. Anything? Yeah. I did see yeah, Batman. So. Yeah, I did. Did you like it? I did. It, yeah, I, I've heard it's good. It's it's entertaining. It, it very it's it's one of those movies where you don't feel bad watching it, and it is a good end to the series and everything. Is it as good as the second one? Absolutely not, in my yeah. personal opinion. But mm. well, I haven't seen Batman, I haven't seen Spider Man, and here's the blasphemy: I don't know if I really want to. I, I'm getting a little bit burned out. Like there are a couple of the Avengers that I'm not burned out on yet. Thor is one of them, yes. And, <laughs> I'm not but, burned out on any of the Avengers. But I'm getting kind of burned out on superhero movies. Oh, man. if they made Even if they made a, like a Hawkeye movie, I'd go see it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm okay with the superhero movies. It's just because I've been waiting my whole life for good ones. And yeah. we're finally getting there. them. And I, I'm, I'm not having a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, I think but it's I great that they're you, out there. I, just, I can see how you are. You're like, I want something different. You know. Yeah, I mean, just... I don't know. Like, I think it's cool that they're remaking some of the cheesy classics and stuff like Total Recall and, and Dread and all that. That's cool. But I don't know. I guess I, I have this craving, I feel like, for something original, something that's not a remake, not a sequel, not a prequel, not a, you know, not another superhero movie. But I think what you're saying is not an adaptation. Like with comics, that's what they really are, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I like yeah, that yeah. stuff. I just, I feel like I've had so much of it over the last year, especially that, you know, it's been, it's been like 80% of my movie diet. And you know how, like, if, if chocolate cake was 80% of your I'm diet, you. you would be like, uh, you know, yeah, you still really first, like, like chocolate cake, but you just don't want it for a week, while. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be like, eventually, though, you would come around and you'd be like, oh, it's chocolate cake. Yeah, in an extreme example, I, I would say that's true. Although there are some foods like chicken, I eat every day. There's a reason everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, chicken, but, maybe chicken tastes like everything. Did you ever think of that? Yeah. Maybe that's they couldn't figure out what chicken was like tastes like, so they made chicken taste like everything. Yeah, I always, I always think it bothered me the most when he died. Yeah, Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Mouse was cool. He did go out in style, though. You got to admit. 
I mean, if you got to go out, going out with Mouse the never two did biggest any, guns on the planet. Mouse never did anything he didn't want to do. That's and true. I'm telling you, man. That's, that's true. That's the way to to live, man. Your your life is filled with crap you want to do. It makes me feel better. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I've had a little time to think about that. Think yeah. about the Matrix. Yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> I can see your point. You know, I mean, well, what if they made like adaptations of something different, like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, Portal. They made a Portal movie. Sure. Yeah. I mean. I'm just I like, know. I'm going to see the superhero movies. I just... <laughs> well, you know, like, I heard that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was not a very good movie, but when I saw the previews for it, it was just like, yes, you know, because it's something different, you know? This, like, historical inaccuracy with lovely, you know, <laughs> taking taking Lincoln and smashing him up with a vampire. I just love it. Okay, now... So maybe the movie wasn't good, but that's the kind of thing... I want to see more original thinking, you know, more original movies and even whether they're good or bad you know i got a blessed idea a little bit though <laughs> you're just like i love the historical inaccuracies this from the same woman who does not like ren fairs because they combine 600 years that's together. pretty awesome <laughs> <Yeah. what I'm laughs> <meant. laughs> who takes the sheltered approach to ren fairs and it's historically inaccurate they cannot I, have like, dogs. I like ren fairs i just i don't like when everyone with their tricorder i don't <laughs> yeah. like the fact that people you know that people are being misinformed about what the renaissance was by that that's all the there's fair, not enough death and plague here everyone stop uh, having fun right the now Ren, the ren fair itself is on fun the end of it and make it and make it renaissance <laughs> sure you can the ren fair itself is fun you know and it's like if people watch abraham lincoln vampire hunter no one is going to be tricked into thinking that he actually was a vampire hunter you don't but it, know but if you if you it's take like if you take like you know early medieval and and then late medieval and early renaissance and high renaissance and northern renaissance and then jam them all together with some like some french louis the 14th stuff okay. crammed you get into some pork it pockets and, some and then, beer, and then you just party. be like this is the renaissance you know <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this whole discussion is like. I, sometimes I wish you guys could sit where I sit when you're listening and just see something like this go down because it is it is magically awesome. Like like Audra arguing that they're combining the wrong time periods and Sean arguing that as long as there's pork pockets and beer to hell with it. Yeah. But I'm saying <laughs> it awesome. is fun. Like I like the Ren Fair. I, I mean I like the experience. I just don't like the you know. Okay, look, I was I was grading uh, an assignment that my students turned in the other night, and I had had them watch a few. Um, I don't know how much detail, she, but I had, I had had them watch a couple of clips of movie speeches from yeah. this website. Oh yeah, sure. And cool. I had them analyze and talk about different strategies that people use to be persuasive, right? And one of the movie clips was from Good Night and Good Luck, the one with David sure. Strathair yeah. playing Edward Murrow. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's movie. awesome movie. And the clip I had them watch was where they took the actual footage of Joseph McCarthy, you know, criticizing, basically saying that Murrow was a secret communist right. and, oh, yeah. that, and that he was doing all this stuff on purpose. Which was his downfall. Right. And then Murrow's reaction shots and everything. And more than half the class did not know who McCarthy was and said that he seemed like a good patriotic guy because of his, you know, his positive <laughs> character. And he showed that he really cared about American values. So history can never repeat itself. Right. So oh, wait. Wow. And, yeah. and it was interesting because the younger the people in the class, the more likely they were to, to be like, oh, yeah, he seems like a really good guy. And I'm like... Okay, so I need, I'm going to send out an act, like even though the semester is over, I'm going to send an email out to those people saying, hey, you know, just, I think it's important. You probably want to look into this. 
um, it doesn't affect your grade because you're analyzing. They're going to read. This thing, it doesn't but, affect my grade. Delete. Yeah, I'll say that at the end. <laughs> I'll, say, um, I'll say it at the end. <laughs> Smart. See, she's good at this. You yeah. see something, she's like, watch this. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and by the way, this doesn't affect your grade. When, when you're like, oh, crap, you know, half of the people in this class don't even know who McCarthy is or was. They don't even know. And they watch video of him and they say, he seems like a good American values kind of guy. And that's why I worry about things like, you know, people not knowing what the Renaissance actually it is socialism. was. Socialism, yeah, sure. Okay, you know what the coolest part of this, Sean, is though that you haven't seen. You should see. Maybe Audra. McCarthy just needs pork pockets. See, yeah. pork pockets and beer. <laughs> Sorry, maybe yeah. some, maybe you know, some better tight tops <laughs> with boobs hanging out the top of them. He'd have been a more loose dude. McCarthy's boobs. Yeah. yeah, his boobs, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you like this boob? <laughs> you shouldn't. This is my boob. Um, you uh, uh, you should see Audra play. Um, oh, what is it? Um, crap. The game set in Italy. Oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed. You should see Audra playing Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's set Audra, in like fourteen seventy six Florence. Audra knows the map, knows the history, <laughs> yeah. knows the architecture, knows the art, knows the people. And I mean, she's like... I, get, I actually remember where Da Vinci's shop is because it's actually where Da Vinci's shop was. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I've been there. It's over here. Yeah, it's over here. No, it's by the thing. It's awesome. You complete this mission totally quick. I know it's shortcut. <laughs> no, I don't It's actually that quite well. sexy watching cool. her play the game and know... <laughs> both play the game and know where all the stuff is and what's going on. She's like, look at this building. This is this kind of art. She's like parkouring all of the buildings. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. See, she's this kind of architecture. So you can see the architecture. Yeah, it was... That is awesome, isn't Not it? Not to make the jump. She's parkouring. I'm like, look, the these window. are the bronze doors that Ghiberti designed across the Paradiso from the, the cathedral. Sweet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can make two jumps and get this done so much quicker if you do this. Yeah, I know I hate John's like, I'm not going to play this game because you platform and you sneak. Yeah. This is <laughs> not really my style. <laughs> Although I did find, uh, it, it, we got time for like a little bit of Hang on. Useless. I got to do the news thing because we're like 20 minutes in. Hang okay, on. good. It's a record. Audra? And now, water cooler news, updates, upcoming stuff in general, and anything else we care to talk about during this segment. You were saying, sir. All right, so I have this uh, (laughs) useless video game thing that uh, experience that my brother and I were uh, playing the other day that's completely behind the curve. But like every every couple of weeks and stuff, my brother and I get together and we play uh arcade games like arcade downloaded arcade Ooh, stuff from on the xbox right yeah on the xbox like the there's all kinds of cool stuff there's all kinds cheap. of stuff awesome. yeah, they're super cheap and stuff so we pick one that we're going to play for that day so that nobody has an advantage you know we have to even the field it's sort of like us playing quarterbacks you know everybody yeah. has to even the field nobody can have played it before it looks reasonably interesting and it's relatively cheap and both of us today yars revenge <laughs> yeah you know so we do stupid stuff and one of us buys each time well this time we bought uh minecraft which is a little bit more expensive but we split it and because uh, we're like, you know, what is this? He's like, I don't know. It's sort of like Legos and 8-bit Legos. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, we'll try this. You know, because we like to play where it's uh, co-op, right? So, and neither one of us had really been into it before. And I, I know a lot of people have been telling me, oh, it's a cool and stuff. And so we started playing. We really weren't into it. You know, it's like, okay, well, there's zombies and stuff chasing you. And you got to build this thing. And you, we went through the creepers. tutorial. Yeah, creepers. Well, there's creepers, zombies, pigmen, and spider, giant spiders and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. So, we built a little house and we were doing some stuff. We're like, so, this is Delaware. You know, and, and, and like, all right, well, 
we did that, and and so we broke for dinner because Squeak was hungry and everything. She was up from her nap, and we came back later, thoroughly lubricated. Uh, What'd you build? Oh man, it, it got ridiculous. So we started mining and stuff, and th- I think I got the point of Minecraft afterwards because uh, make cool crap. You know, there's like yeah, there's this tutorial sign, or there we play the tutorial map, and there's a, it says Minecraft in the sky. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna build something to get to that. You know, and Scott's, uh, he's, well, I'm digging. So he was digging down. I was building up. So I'd take his materials and we'd build up. And so, <laughs> nice. uh, we built, cause we, we were playing on, I think hard or something like that. So there were zombies and all kinds of stuff flying all, all over everywhere. This is a game. huge game, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of sequence over the years uh, has yeah. become like. Yeah, so we, and it's funny because you start building things that only have significance to you. Yeah. You know, like we, we built Crom's Highway, which was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's, I'm like, I'm going to build a road for Crom, you know, and he's like, oh, my God, is the sky, you know, I'm like, really? I bet you I can get to the sky. You, Two on-ramps facing each other. Yeah, your God and Crom will be neighbors when I'm done. So we built a Crom's Palace on top of the Minecraft thing. And then, uh, so I'm like, okay, hey, you know, this thing's made out of wool. You need anything that makes wool? He's like, ah, not really. Here, come down. You should, you should help me with this. Uh, the tunnel's almost done, and, and I got the the start gates ready. I'm like, what? He's like, take a take it to the left turn at the petting zoo. What? You know. So I go down, and and sure enough, I walk down, and there's like these series of doors, and I look by each or look in each door because I got a little window in, it, and there's a different type of monster in it. What are you doing? He's like, well. I have to come up every once in a while, so I just build a hole and come up and chop some more wood, so I build some more axes or whatever, and then go back down. Well, there always it happened. It was always night when I went up, so I, I just I had all the materials and stuff, but I don't have any swords because I don't want to waste any of the materials on weapons. So I would just, but I had a lot of cans of wood and stone and everything. So when the the monsters would come down, I'd just build a chute and close the door behind me, and then block the monster off. And so he made these holding cells for all the monsters and it was dark down there. So <laughs> they didn't explode during the daytime or anything. So he just, you walk by and there's like, Oh, spiders, uh, zombies, <laughs> and, you know, there's arrows shooting out the door. It's like, Oh, there's pigmen. And then, you know, and then there's uh, all kind of stuff. And he's like, what are you doing? Little I'm, redhead Scottish girls. Oh yeah. You know, it's, he's got pigs and cows and spiders and stuff. Like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. I was just going to keep them there. I just, every time I go up, I'd lead them down. I'm like, we should have races, zombie. We should have monster races. So we we built uh, this chute going up, and like the winner would live, and we dra- drag them back down, and the 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 losers would explode because of the sunlight. And uh, so we we had uh, our our monster races sponsored by Crom, and uh, I mean just found gameplay that you could do with Minecraft. You know, we had the uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff. There was all kinds of tunnels. I think there was the can't even remember the name of the tunnel. Anyway, it was it, there, there was all kinds of stuff you can do with Minecraft that you don't. And then so I started building a stone dragon on top of a mountain. How old is that game? When did the oh, first one come out? It's a couple out? years, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, a couple of little pieces of news on that front. Uh, number one, uh, one actually does a video podcast all about mine, Minecraft, which we are in the process of he has volunteered to integrate it into G the GWC fold so we can help distribute it because it's so damn cool. Nice. And we're going to do our best out because it's just awesome. Uh, as is all the stuff he does. Uh, and he plays for fun, much like you do, 
you know, just to build things. And that's what Minecraft is really all about, from what yeah. I can tell. It's like 8-bit Legos. Have when you, did it uh, get started, though? Do you oh, know, it was Jeff? a while back. Like like 1990? No, no. I don't think recently. it was that far it was back, a few years but it was, ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Okay. But uh, there are these switches you can use in the game. Yeah, redstone and uh-huh. regular yeah. switches, pressure plates, all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can do all kinds. Of, you can make engines with them and all kinds of have weird stuff. Google Minecraft calculator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy that built this humongous thing the size of like 20 football fields. That is a. It's a calculator. Like literally, you can stand on these pressure plates to put numbers in, and they display up on there. And it's all redstone and switches and and the fire and stuff and. I mean, it's incredible. You just have to see the stuff people... I'm having build. a hard time visualizing. You're saying that, like, in real life, on land, the size of 20 football fields? Yeah, it's like this huge building because it has to... It's it's a calculator, but if you think about it, a calculator has to be able to switch and have registers that can store data. So he has, like, you know, registers that can be turned on and off by various combinations of switches and physical things that happen. It's like it's like the first IBM, you know, machines. It's more Ex- akin to a water clock than it is. Anything it is, else. except yeah. his can do it could add, multiply, subtract, divide, do square roots. I mean, it's incredible. You just have to see it to believe. Look on YouTube. Yeah, it's you crazy. See. But hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll be bringing you, you can go find it now. And I feel bad. I don't remember his, uh, his URL for it, but, um, but hopefully you'll be seeing Juan stuff with that really soon. Cause it's, it, it looks really cool. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely does. Dwar- oh, that's what it was called. It was called Enchantment Under the Sea Petting Zoo. Because it was, I mean, it was literally under the lake and stuff like that where we did nice. this and stuff. Literally. So, yeah. Was the, the fish sea. under the sea? Did, no, no. It was the enchantment <laughs> under the sea. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had a good time with it and stuff. But it's that kind of thing where yeah. before you, I mean, there's only so far you can do that, that you start to outstrip the actual difficulties of the game. You know, once you protect yourself from zombies and all the rest of the crawlers and stuff, uh, there's there's all kinds of things you can do. And you can do anything at that point. I love to see like the people that have fun with it are like, well, what could you do with this? And there seems to be a a surprisingly open like gameplay with people that are like, no, have you tried this? Or yeah, I think you could solve that with this, you know, and just, I don't know. It's all about making and that's, that's cool. Oh yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. We, we, uh, we had fun with it. It's a lot of fun to play. We're uh, exceptionally behind the curve on that stuff. It was just one of those things where you, like we try something new every Every it's great. Week, no, know. there's no such thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. If you're having cool. fun. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. The last time I did it, I downloaded Tron, and I realized how bad I suck at that video game. <laughs> <laughs> the original Tron? Yeah, the one yeah, that was yeah. in the arcade. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's still on the Xbox if you want to try it. But <laughs> you're like, I don't want to try it Holy crap, it's hard. It is hard. Well, and g- games used to be pretty hard you know back in the day they were they were ruthless yeah yes like uh when we i finally finished dragon's dogma uh a while back i guess a couple weeks i play games for those of you who don't know i play games like mad and then i get to a stopping point or the done or end or whatever like that and then i just stop you know when i get bored and uh i played dragon's Dogma, and dragon's dogma was probably the hardest game i've played in a while i mean it was meant to kill you quickly nice cripplingly you know and there's ends to the game where you can't get back out of them uh there's ends that just you're you're stuck in limbo i mean there's it's pretty tough there's there is a physical finish to it but you got to find it 
and uh it's it's uh i was pretty proud when i finished it you know it was like finishing commando back in the day or or (laughs) contra you know you finished contra you have accomplished something i have beaten contra one time and that is the last time i I think i saw someone beat it once that's good enough i I never knew yeah yeah. i never did Uh, it was it was very we were my brother and i were going off in shifts and stuff and it was difficult so i I don't know. There's there's game, but Minecraft is a complete other thing. Hey, you can do whatever you want. Let's try it out. So I'm excited to see. I need to check out some Juan stuff. So yeah, oh, you see should. If there's some cool things in there. He be he. Yeah, he's a he's awesome. But he probably plays on he he probably plays on PC though. Yeah, but you know the ideas. Yeah, it's the functions. Yeah, pretty much the same. I think. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the I know the building pieces are the same. Yeah. So yeah, be kind of fun. Hell yeah. Hey, we got some Trek news. Yeah, let's hear actually, it. Actually, like kind of minor leagues Trek news. Uh, well, actually, the first one is just goofy. It's a YouTube uh, billion clip video that somebody put together. You remember the one for the Big Lebowski where they took all the F words and just lined oh, them all up? So awesome. it's like, yeah. <laughs> I love um, that. This one, <laughs> they put to that, that song, Call Me Maybe, that like teeny bop song that's like super popular right now. And somebody went through every episode of Next Gen and found the characters saying all of the words, all of the words in the song, every verse, every chorus. Wow. And and the choruses are even done with different clips. Like So people saying, each time they say maybe, it's a different clip. Wow. And yeah, so when you put it all together, the music's playing, and then it's just like... They auto-tune it, or does it just sound no. as bad as it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. My it's, voice is my passport? That's Fair exactly, my that's me? exactly it, yeah. That's Fair awesome. Me? <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's not auto-tuned, it's just them <laughs> speaking the light, but it's great because the way they choose the order and everything, it's hilarious, just, I mean... Seeing everybody out of context, and there's like Data with a beard, and Riker on the floor screaming "me," <laughs> and uh, you know Q, and there's a Picard doing his vaudeville like Hat and Cane tap dance and stuff, and there's a scene with Worf and Riker where they go back and forth and like repeat it. So you know, it's like it hurt, hurt, hurt so bad, bad. <laughs> so anyway, there's a that's a, just a fun parody on YouTube. Um, the other thing. There's actually a, a fan-made uh, web series called Star Trek Secret Voyage, and it's not too bad. I mean, it depends on kind of what you're expecting, but it's designed to link the original series. Uh, it's the time that passed between the original series and then the first movie, like Star Trek The Motion Picture. And um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, like, the, the visual effects and... Uh, the graphics and stuff are, are actually pretty cool. Um, but once you actually get into like acting and having two people sitting sure. there having a conversation, um, you know, it's hard. It would be easy to be super critical because they're not professionals. You know, they're like an amateur filmmaker and amateur actors and everything. But at the same time, it's kind of cool. And if you can, you know, if you can sort of get past the amateurishness of it, there's actually some pretty interesting stuff and the dialogue at points is not too bad. You can, you can kind of put it aside and um, they do have some sound issues. Like instead of everyone having their own microphone, it sounds like they had like one microphone (laughs) in a room. (laughs) No, like the microphone was set up off camera and then two people like talk to each other and just, so it's echoey. (laughs) That's probably to me, that was like the worst part because sound is, 
you know, we work in sound. And I know, I know. Um, but, you know, it's kind of neat and there's no existing trek that covers that, you know, besides this. So a lot of people, you know, the comments online are kind of back and forth. They're like, oh, this is trite and horrible and a piece of crap. And other people are like, you know, I think it's cool and I think this guy has potential. And so I would recommend checking it out just because it's kind of fun to see, you know, fans stepping up and, and you know, I think it, it says a lot about how Star Trek plays through our culture when people kind of come up with their own interpretations of Trek. And they do a really good job trying to stay true to the original stories. You know, they're not being crazy with it. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. People, when they start out and have that kind of passion and everything, they can get better equipment. Yeah. You can't get better ideas just sitting there bitching and moaning. and <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, or did, buying gear. <laughs> yeah. Dead Gentlemen started out that way. Uh, they, they did a whole bunch of stuff, and it was pretty lo-fi and, and not so good and uh, as far as audio and some of the stuff. And they learned a whole bunch and then later made uh, the gamers and then later made the gamers Darkness Rising, which is actually a big step up for them. And then, you know, now they're doing a lot of web series and stuff like that. Um, oh, Red versus blue is another great example. Yeah. I mean, there's, you get better and it's, that's not the hard part. The hard part's coming up with the story and the idea and putting Sticking in the time it. to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's the hard it. part. Anybody can, can have that stuff and get better equipment. Yeah. You know, somebody made the comment online like, dude, I don't know if criticizing the special effects is really the way to go with this. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Missing the point, yeah. sir. Missing the yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, even if you're, you're listening to a podcast with bad audio and stuff like that, they can improve. They will get better mics. They will get better equipment and everything, especially if they get into it. Uh, the important part is they did it. You know, it's yeah. done and out. That's it's way better. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I always feel like that. You know, and anything you, people who notice will help them. You know, it's sort of like the podcasting community. It's a real small community. It gets bigger. There is no shortage of people who will help you. Look, you know, I got a question. What do I do? This? How do I mix sound? Hey, try this. You know, get this mic. It's cheap and it works good. Try this set of headphones. It might help you. You know, don't mix in your headphones. You know, stuff like that. Other than one, I have yet to run into anyone that ever took my advice on microphones. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Seriously, like you say, people ask, and you're like, "Yeah, this one will work best for this situation." No. I've had a couple big of people, condenser. Oh yeah. Oh, that's well. That's what everybody says. You know, Echoey I read the reviews. That's all that matters to you. Big condenser. Yeah, I, I read the reviews. Everybody says this is better. I'm like, look, man. Or what? And that's why everybody sounds so awesome. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like sometimes I'm like, okay, look, ten bucks. I got this mic. Ten bucks. Try it. Try it. You don't want to send it to me. I'll pay for it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like this. This mic is the best kick drum mic in the world. Okay, it is awesome. It costs thirty dollars. No, 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 no. It costs you know it costs hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It is awesome because it it can withstand super high sound pressures, which is what happens when you put it right next to the where the drum gets whacked, and all these and it has it can pick up these frequencies that you really need for the kick drum. It's perfect. Now take that and record voice with it. It sounds like garbage. You know, yeah. I'm going to stop now because I'm going to rant on this and I'm already losing Audra and Audra's actually kind of interested in this stuff. So <laughs> I think I'll just stop now. So other upcoming movie news. Uh, we know that a while back they were, we had mentioned an upcoming Hansel and Gretel movie called uh, Hansel and Gretel colon Witch Hunters with uh, Jeremy Renner and, oh, yeah. um, and I forget the woman's name crap, but um, it's being kind of delayed 
And uh, an article on Blaster was saying that it's because they've got two versions of the movie, one that's a PG-13 and one that's an R. And they've been showing it to audiences and getting, you know, absolutely like 50-50 splits on them where you have, you know, one group of people that loves the PG-13 and then the group of people that said the R, um, the people making the movie believe that the R version is better. And they said it's because they... The people watching the movie believe PG-13 is better. <laughs> no, no. Half of, half of the viewers that they showed it to liked the R better because they said it was more adult and it was different from the kind of just, I don't know, that kind of generic, like yeah. smoothed over stuff that is for younger teens or whatever. Disney. Yeah. And they said that they liked the humor in the rated R one, that it was kind of quirky. And someone said it was like a Scott Pilgrim kind of humor. And uh, they went, uh huh? (laughs) No, I mean, they just, they thought it was kind of more original and funny and quirky. And it did have more violence in it, but that wasn't the only thing. Um, Sounds good, actually. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting. And, you know, it sounded like the journalist who wrote the article was kind of leaning on that, too. Um, But they're thinking, well, you know, usually teenagers really make up a bulk of the audience for this. And if you put out an R movie, you know, teenagers going to want to see it. <laughs> Absolutely. But every teenager on the <laughs> planet will see it, whether it's good or not. I actually, <laughs> up. I had that thought, which is funny, but there are movie theaters that enforce that, you know, yeah, especially in small yeah, towns. That's true. Yeah, and that's true. if you're actually, under 17, yeah, and large ones. Yeah. Large. You, you got your choice. You know, the really small towns to be like, Jimmy, what are you doing here? You're right. Look, I'll call her, you know, and then there's the, the big ones where it's just like, you know, no ID, no, no movie it's like the middle to like where we live yeah nobody cares nobody care about anything you know, i've been carted when i was uh, living in this area like twice once when i was 30 uh and yeah. once when i was 17 you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're old enough to watch this movie i'm old enough to be your dad Give i've been asked for an ticket. id in a bar three times in my life well i wonder why Mr. Silverhair is 20. Though, three times my whole life. <laughs> I got carded at a bar until I was like 29, man. <laughs> See some ID. You want to order that? I'm like, come on, seriously? But You're going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, I think it sounds cool. I, I like the, the whole hands up. Check it out. Although I kind of lean towards, I don't know. I Just like if you asked me, I'd lean towards the R because I'm tired of like PG-13 movies that have just stripped all the coolness out of things. Yeah, and it doesn't... Well, I mean, I don't think anyone's asking for gratuitous anything. It's just, yeah, if you're taking out, like, some of the complaints about Hunger Games, you know, if you're taking out things that are really critical to your understanding of the story... (laughs) You've just nerfed this entire thing. Yeah, to make them palatable for families. It's like, okay, we wanted this movie to be palatable for families, but there's a lot of murder in it, so... So we took out the archery and put in water balloons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We so, thought that it would that that play awesome. better. Yeah. That so, we'll, be awesome. so basically, we'll find a way to make murder palatable for everyone. Mom, dad, grandma, little Susie. Everybody really can people. go. They're aliens. <laughs> right. How about that? Here they go, right? Does just, that work? Just like those ones coming across the border. And water kills them. <laughs> now I'm thinking of Archer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh, one other movie news, uh, 
Bill and Ted. One unit of movie news. It please. looks like it looks like there will be another Bill and Ted movie, <laughs> and it's going to be the same people, the guys who wrote the spec for this upcoming. You know, it'll be a while before they even get started on it, but the guys who wrote the spec for the the new movie are the same guys who wrote the screenplay for the original. Oh. And they've talked to Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, and both of them said that they would do that if they were going to make the movie. And Bill and Ted get old. Well, they said that the movie was not going to be like a, a reimagining. It was going to be in real time. They go find Bill and Ted where they're at as adults, like as 40 whatever year old dudes. <laughs> what what do you think Bill and Ted would be doing now? I don't know, but I think that that is awesome. You're like, I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome, though, isn't it? I mean, it is. everything else would be so predictable. Just, you know, cast two new young guys as Bill and Ted and then have old Bill and Ted make a cameo. Been done. You know? Yeah. Um, try to make them look younger than they actually are, which is stupid and insulting to the audience. You were doing that when they started. Probably <laughs> Alex not a good Winters idea is now. a member of the Writers Guild and Keanu Reeves is retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing right now. Just saying. <laughs> Bill Bill and Ted today, yeah. Uh what what's Neo doing? Whatever See, the hell Neo wants to do. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if Bill was like you know, had this guitar shop or whatever where that made pretty good business where he sold all these electric guitars and then he ends up giving rock lessons to like five and six year old kids on guitars i think that'd be cool so school of rock yeah that's true that would be school of rock yeah see i think it would be cool to just have them being like marty mcfly's alternate future like where bill's a dryer salesman and and hates his life and stuff and and ted is i don't know a, he cleans the bathroom Bill's at a truck stop or something, you know. Ted I mean, married Bill's mom. Yeah, I mean, it's just something like that, you know. Bill's mom's like crotchety and old, and, stuff. and then yeah. she she left him for a younger guy. You know, like Mwah. she leaves him for Bill's son. Well, they can, like, they can do like, oh my god, okay, yeah, wow. See, there you go, family treats. You know, they joke. It doesn't about fork. It just keeps coming back into this. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that, like. Like have something interesting, Mobius like family. Yeah, you hear interesting stories from J. Bob, you know, and you know what's going on there. So, like, one of them owns or cleans bathrooms at a truck stop or something, you know, and he has some stuff going on. And the other ones like owns a dance studio. I mean, mix it up a little bit. I mean, just don't do, just don't stay with the music stuff. They will, but uh, you know, because because uh, air guitar cleans up the ozone and stuff. So, I mean, uh, they won't get away from that, but it's good though, that they're showing them as they are, you know, at, at their current age and that they're not going to dig around with I that. know it's stupid and corny. I really hope they, they like clues together some kind of clip of George Carlin. Yes. And stick them in. That there would just be awesome. For some reason, you know, yeah. just to pay homage, you know, cause I miss George. I do too. But, uh, yeah, just like a little tip of the hat to Rufus a little bit, you know, that'd be kind of cool. I want to see that. I agree. Even if it was like go back in time and yeah, you know, cut into one of the scenes. Show like, one of the scenes or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, I would like to see that. I agree. There was one kind of sad piece of news. Um, Carlo Rombaldi, who I, I didn't know who he was, but when I started reading about his credentials, I was like, whoa, um, passed away the other day at 83. But this is the guy who did the special effects uh, for... You know, starting the the first one he got recognition for was the the first King Kong movie back oh, in like really? 1976. Wow. Yeah, uh, he did uh, effects it's the for Ferre, right. 
Yeah. Yeah, he nice. he did effects for uh, Dune and Conan the Destroyer. And then he, uh, I guess it was after he did the Alien in the original Alien movie. Oh, wow. Okay. And then after that, um, let's see, he did the, the Aliens at the end of Close Encounters. Those were cool, by the way. And then yeah. probably what he's most famous for is he created E.T. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So got got a little street cred. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and he retired a while. I mean, he's been retired for a while in the 90s. He moved back to Italy and, um, you know, lived quietly. A house out that there, E.T. But, built. Yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah. to live down that, that dune shame. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He got a paycheck. Oh, yeah. He got well, paid. I, I, I ain't going to laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> he also made E.T. Conan. Yeah, real. King Kong. And the alien. Oh, Holy alien. crap. Yeah. yeah, so he had some stuff to his name. Yeah, everybody has, has bad. I have worse stuff than that to my credit. Oh, I know. So, me, yeah. me too. I'm not throwing any rocks. So I can't you. throw nothing. But, you know, I found my old portfolio back from when I was in, like, uh, from the, that time period between, like, I had not gone to uh, uh, art school and just graduated. Ah, so then you lost it again, right? Uh, <laughs> You're like, like, oh, that's oh, this is, oh, looking back. Oh, this is terrible. Looking back on your old artists, oh. that's it's pretty painful. I, yeah. I understand why, like artists are. It was my this period. Just, just leave it alone. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm glad oh, yeah. you like it. No, I'm not going to sign it. No, no. no, 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 no. Don't show it to me. I don't want to. Do you no, remember how important it. it was to you yeah. at the time? Yeah, and you, and like, then you see it yeah. through a, like a different perspective and you did your best you yeah. gave it all you had and it still suck balls and people at the time you realize were just humoring you going oh that's great you know <laughs> look at it now you're wow that was super embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's some of that i thought about posting some on twitter just to get let everybody get a laugh out of it Judge Dredd. That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. You know, this this movie did not hold up well. It could have done without the helmet, I think. No, see, that's what fans are, are up in arms about. Like, the, Judge Dredd is not supposed to take off his helmet. And, of course, in the first five minutes, what's he do? He j- jumps off the bike, has removes his helmet and everything. He's not supposed to ever take off his helmet. And he spent half the movie without his helmet. You're just, yeah. oh. You paid for Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, you did. You know, I mean. It's funny in the credits. I was, because I hadn't seen this since it came out. And right. We were talking about this earlier. I hadn't seen it since it came. Well, let me re- rephrase it. I haven't seen it since it came out to video. Right, right, right. And because uh, I didn't Which see couldn't the have been that long after it came out. <laughs> I think right? so. And, uh, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, two notices. Uh, so I. It's you're rolling through the credits, everything. It's like Sylvester Stallone, Diane Keaton, Max Van Sydow, Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, oh One my god, I forgot he was in here. <laughs> yeah, and the guy from Animal House who played Boone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like you look at this. You're just like, wow. Although I'll tell you, I, as soon as I saw, I heard the the voiceover at the front, right, and you uh-huh. see Max Van Sydow. I'm like, you know, the other movie they worked on together, you know, uh, oh, yeah. James Earl Jones and Max Van Sydow, Conan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, the gang is together, and what a Didn't thing it is! Back together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in this. 
You could tell. I think the tone was set. They set the tone for this movie. Well, they said it. No, when when Schneider <laughs> appears. It's yeah. like it's very early. Yeah. But like at the very beginning, you get the voiceover and you get oh, the sure. intro and you're like, ooh, this is going to be like be, oh. weighty. And then Rob Schneider. And you're like, oh, okay. Never he's mind. Like, <laughs> got it. He's like Joe Pesci in those uh, those lethal weapon movies. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck you at the drive-thru. <laughs> Sorry. Is that an impression of Joe, Sean's mom? Yeah. No. She actually sounded a lot like Pesci when she's, she's going to buy a car, mom. He goes on and on about it. I actually like the Lethal Weapon movies. I'm afraid too. to watch them again because I like them. Getting and I Pesci being an angry white guy and Chris Rock being an angry black guy on, on the Lethal Weapon movies was just kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it was, I'm sorry. I watched that. That's funny. But uh, there's... Uh, there's that scene, you know, the the when you're talking about the opening credits and everything, when when they're walking, you know, at the beginning of Star Wars, and Lucas always said, you know what, if you buy that Star Destroyer pass, if you if you buy that fight right there, if you're good there, you're good for the rest of the movie, right? And then they did that Sky Taxi thing with Schneider, and you're like, all right, <laughs> you're gonna buy in, and you see it, and you're like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. Uh, you just wonder by going, wow. This is uh, wow. <laughs> well, it can't get it can't do anything but get better from here. <laughs> Sean, did you ever read the comic? Because I I never did. I did I, after the movie. Okay, it's two thousand AD, right? I, I is the name of the comic. I know I nothing know. about the comics. I, I read some back in the, like taught. after this movie because everybody said Judge Dredd is actually much better than this and it's much yeah. more serious and, and here's the deal and, and it's it seems a lot. And I had to know because uh, there were, I, I had friends at the time who were very into Dredd and didn't know or didn't know this movie was going to be this campy, uh, unintentionally campy, I think, and were very uh, whiny about it. So I had to go check out check it out and everything just to, to see, okay, well, what is the difference? Oh, okay, they they did depart quite a bit from the seriousness of the, uh, I, don't, I won't call it canon, but uh, seriousness of the printed yeah, yeah. version. Original material. Yeah. yeah. You know, just as an aside, the way you're talking, I was, uh, this movie came out in 95, and uh, the other day on Twitter, Bear McCreary posted a link to Cracked, Cracked.com, and there's a story there, um, I think it's called, like, Top, Top things modern kids don't understand about uh, being a nerd or something like that. And you think it's going to be one of those just kind of stupid, cynical, snarky things. But it's actually a pretty interesting article about what it used to be like pretty much before maybe about 10 years ago. Um, If you were into superheroes and you were into comics and stuff like that. It was a very different landscape. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're talking about talking to your buddies about the comic and everything back in 95, it wasn't like today where, you know, if you didn't do that stuff, people were like, oh, you don't like comics? You don't like superheroes? Back then it was like... It was something to hide. Yeah. You know, if, if... Like, fine example. I, when I was a kid, used to do fine scale modeling. And I still do fine scale modeling. And uh, one of my favorite things that I ever built that turned out, what I realize now was passable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a Batmobile from the Michael Keaton movie. Oh hell yeah! In '89, okay, and I, that's awesome. I did the model in '89, and I was very proud of it because it was the only one that didn't fall apart and look like somebody who had thumbs built it. Right. I got to show you our pictures from Comic Con if you haven't seen them because they had a model of one. Well, I decided uh, my, I had some birthday money uh, recently, and I wanted to 
kind of do that that modeling thing again, and I wanted to remake that Batmobile. So I found somebody who had the original Ertl, uh, nice uh, model kit from '89, and it was beat up and everything. Did you get it? You won. It? I did. Uh, I uh, within budget. Yeah. Oh no, it was. Nice. It wound up being about twenty two dollars. Ah. Uh. Nice. Uh, which the kit back in the day was like twelve. Yeah, and that's models fair. now are like sixteen to twenty. So I didn't pay much premium for it. I paid an extra five dollars to ship. Well, it you quick. were willing to go to like what thirty? Yeah, I was willing to go to about thirty thirty five. Yeah, uh, to get it. Uh, you know, you for the auction. It, but I didn't know that you'd want it. Yeah, that's I great. want it, and it, it arrived the other day, and I started building it and everything, and and uh, for the first time, I realized that w- the landscape had changed so much in that twenty something years that when I first built that Batmobile, I. I didn't tell anybody about it and I was super proud of it. And I thought it was cool cause it was my favorite Batmobile. And I didn't, I, I couldn't tell any of my friends that I lived in a small town in Texas that was very not geek friendly. And my whole family was pretty cool with geeks cause we all are one. So it was cool in that little sphere, but I didn't tell anybody I knew that I made it, you know, and, and it, it got destroyed as it does when you're a kid. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's, it wasn't a big deal. Now it's like, Man, this is going pretty good. When this is done, I'm gonna post pictures on this sucker, you know. And I'm, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's a cool. better world. <laughs> I am. I'm yes, making it, it uh, like I'm a big fan of not making them like on the box, you know, like where it's, uh, you know, this is the perfect version. No, I want one that's like dirty and used. Yeah, gently used. What's and the battled. size? Like, what what kind of size range are you talking about for these models? Uh, it's about like this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I could guess that because tall, about that. Maybe what like that long. I don't know what I don't know what the scale it's, it's is, about a, but maybe twelve to thirteen inches long. That's Figure awesome. normal cars yeah. about this long. Yeah. So it's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh yeah, the Batmobile would be yeah. it's longer. Uh, so it, it barely fits in one of those display boxes. Like if I was to get nice. one of those, I measured one because I have them for tanks, which are slightly bigger, and it's about the size of a tank with the barrel. You know, so I mean, it's this big. And uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm making it all battle scarred and dry brushing the whole thing so it looks like it's been through hell and everything. I did the instrument panel. I dry brushed the instrument panel so you can see every switch, every dial, everything. Oh, wow. You know, nice. Uh, which it's fully done. So, but when you're a kid, like back in the day, like you were saying, to circle back, uh, that that wasn't an option. You know, Nobody would be excited. Everybody would laugh at you for it and say it's stupid and useless and childish and everything. And it was really cool. I was super excited about it, you know, and it just wasn't the reception that you would get today. Well, which is here's, sad. here's to openness. Yes. About being a geek. Very much so. Very much so. I didn't mean to steal your pointer in. No, 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 no. Not at Always all. Always a good um, reason. I'm trying to like cycle back to where we. Oh, oh so the comic, I, I was reading. Um, because I didn't realize at first that there was a comic. When I saw that there was one, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so I read a little bit about it. And it was these, um, it's a British comic. And it's been going on for a long time. It's like one of the longest running, most successful comics, or I guess English, I should say. Um, and the guy, the writer is English. And the illustrator who co-created it with him is a, a Spanish guy. And I don't know, it was pretty interesting. What What really I thought was cool that... I haven't really heard anyone talk about is if these guys are living in Europe, why was it important for them to set this story in the United States? You know, why was it important to make this system American? It's in the future and everything. They could have made it part of their own society if it's in the future. Yeah, but if you think about it, it's a guy with like a big gun. Oh, and a giant motorcycle. Oh, yeah, flying. Yeah, flying motorcycle. 
<laughs> it's funny people, people uh, question. They didn't have a flying motorcycle. Dred, Dred's motorcycle never flew. It did if you watched the movie. <laughs> well, sort of. Sort of, yeah. It's and, and by motorcycle, we mean his Goldwing. <laughs> his Goldwing with hovercraft. Sounds like a credit card. It had a hover conversion on it. Oh, it a is. A bad it, hover conversion. It's a Goldwing, man. Well, I guess that they got the ideas from kind of Dirty Harry style uh, oh yeah! You know, taking I the law into your own hands, and they wanted to create uh, a dirty Harry type character who would take all of that stuff, like you know, basically taking the law and being the judge, jury, executioner, all that, to its most logical extreme. Like if if you just followed this out as far as it could go, what would that be like? Um, so I can, I mean, if it's coming and the from Americans a dirty are Harry, dumb enough to do that. Well, it makes you wonder Ouch. if if people. I mean, I know that people around the world kind of. Um, depends on where you're from, you know, the way that you're going to view our culture. But I know that like a lot of people in Europe tend to see the United States as being pretty violent, pretty like... It's because we are pretty violent. Well, yeah, but I mean like bloodthirsty when it comes to media. Oh, yeah. Well, and to be honest, they have some stuff to draw upon. Uh, I mean, we we do do that. So... um, yeah, it seemed kind of natural to me. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly. like a natural fit. And not, yeah, not even being funny. I mean, I could yeah. see that if I were if I were British and I was writing something in that style, I would probably set it. I would make it American. That would make sense. I, I buy that. Yeah, I mean, I can you know? believe it. This this guy with all this power and, and the law entirely in his hands, you could see that kind of thing happening in a futuristic New York. I think. Though, admittedly, we have been. I think I, I, to America's credit, we've been one of the. I think uh, leaders in trying to prevent that. Uh, we have a system that a lot of people might make fun of, but the checks and balances in that system do prevent the kind of crap you see happening in in dread. Are you talking about? I'm the talking criminal about courts system, and the or? criminal justice okay. system, and the checks and balances actually prevent anything from pretty happening. Pretty much everything, you know. The progress. Give a guy a big <laughs> special, you know, computer controlled gun and a flying gold wing, and let him go just shoot anybody that speeds you know yeah our uh, <laughs> i'm just saying our justice legal and and uh government system pretty much prevents anything progress activity anything so yeah it's it's, it's very effective at preventing but uh it's they're in dreads a little heavy-handed anyway although when you combine it with heavy-handed and technical crappy it starts <laughs> to get entertaining yes Yes, and a very, it's sort of like what happens when Demolition Man didn't quite have the budget in writing. Because if you look at it, it's got almost the same kind of stuff. It's got the same lead, lead character. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the, but Demolition Man was so much better. Well, yeah, that I agree. I think Because it was deliberately campy. Yes, <laughs> and it was campy on purpose. Like you're saying, it was campy on purpose. It, had, uh, it knew it was trying to be funny. Wait, and wasn't was. Rob Schneider in that too? <laughs> that's well, what I'm saying go. it's and got it, the same people in it you know and yet it worked <laughs> Rob Schneider whoever he got him, look I got you hooked up with Stallone just say yes whatever he's doing just say yes it's gonna work out for you well, oh yeah he was like you don't know how to use three seashells you know that was Rob Schneider <laughs> <laughs> you bet man his agent was working it back in the 90s <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Rob Schneider was in everything. That's why South Park was made. Rob Schneider. Well, I mean, he was in everything. I just still, I mean, yeah, he, his comment when they're when they're getting back into the city, <laughs> you know, and and the drink machine bit. That's that's probably the the the, the cap of it. You know, the food replicator is your friend. Do not in Schneider's him. voice. In Schneider's voice. You know, he's in there like eating noodles and <laughs> trying to get away. You're like, really? <laughs> oh, I love the I love the scene in the in the shuttle or whatever when he's sitting there. He's like, Hey Dread, so uh what are you doing here? Oh, a mistake it just justice doesn't make a mistake. Really? So what is your crime? <laughs> mistake of justice. <laughs> Really? Because I thought you said it didn't happen like that. Ugh. He has his moment. Yeah. Yeah. He finally gets it. And uh, there are parts of Dread that I think are cool. And I think the overall idea of Dread is cool. Oh, it's a cool concept. Yeah. Because it's one of those questions that it, you know, those questions are already raised in society as it is now. I mean, and, and this comic is like 50 years old. You know, is it so, that old? Yeah. Something like that. Wow. I, mean, I did not know that. Yeah, I can double check on that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure it started right. like in the Didn't 60s. Did you mention in the discussion we were having before we started recording that um, that it's like the one of the longest running British comics? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was saying that a minute yeah. ago. Like, yeah, it's like one of the longest running uh, comic strips. 2000 AD wow. is the name of the strip. Wow, I did it. Well, I knew it started from like 2000 AD, but I mean that could have been 85. You know, in the future, right, you know? right. Uh, but wow, I didn't know it was that long. That's pretty cool, though. Although the the uh, gold painted plastic on the shoulder pads and stuff like that was okay, a little, yeah. it's a little difficult to deal with. Little hard to swallow on some of that, but uh, I saw I've seen some of the costuming on the new Dread movie, and it looks a little bit more toned. Well, anything's more toned down, but uh, it looks a little more. I, I don't know. You're like Cirque du Soleil is toned down compared to that. Yeah. Man, it was bright too. You're like, woo, that is some polished you know, girl. I, I got to admit, a good story and believable characters goes a long way to make you believe in unusual set pieces. Well, case in point, uh, Demolition Man, which was done just a few years, I mean, the, right in that area, has aged a lot better. Yeah. And it's got yeah. almost equally ridiculous stuff. True. Uh, and it's you you take that a lot better so i mean I, I think there's some the acting the way they treat it the way it's uh you know the rest of the movie is toned and everything can affect a great deal uh, and forgive a lot of the things like you're saying uh although the the i guess graphics and and the computer graphics in in dread were ouch it was a little rough man <laughs> It's kind of like the difference between 2001 and 2010. Like the two, the movie 2010 has like real computer graphics in it and they're like Commodore 64 graphics. Yeah. And like, you know, 2001 has art drawn projections (laughs) that look cool even now. Yeah. You're like, they look retro cool now. And you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty sweet. you know, that kind of works out, man. (laughs) It's funny. look bad. Art instead of computer goes a long way. Yeah. For set dressing, but oh, you know that reminds me. If I could, you know, steer off for one second on art no, and set dressing. No, this You're not allowed to steer. Oh wait, we don't do <laughs> well, that. I, yes, read, we I was do. reading this article about um, kind of the intricacies of the process of how they um, how they're doing the 
the new remastered next gen series. Oh right, yeah. And it's actually it's in that Geek magazine. Uh huh. Did you know, Sean, that there's a magazine called Geek? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Place where I work gets it. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. Okay. Well, I saw it for the first time the other day. Picked up a copy, and it's okay. I mean, it's there's not a. I was hoping for some more, uh, like, thoughtful discussion. It's not really that. It's more like you know, a bunch of lists and, you know, top 10 cool moments and, you know, pictures of ships. And it's, it's real kind of, you know, just. Yeah. It's, it's geek fluff porn. Yeah. There you go. There you go. (laughs) But they did have a cool, they did have a cool article in there um, where they interviewed um, Mike Okuda, who did all the design uh, for, obviously for next gen back in the day and who they consulted for the remastering. It was really interesting stuff because, um, for some of the episodes, like, uh, well, the, the data lore one that they released in movie theaters, that one, sure. they, um, that one, they actually recreated the crystalline entity completely from scratch. And the problem was that they shot next gen on film, but then they edited, they edited everything on videotape back then. So in order to replace the effects with better effects, they had to go back to the original film. And which was a lot harder because, yep. you know, many steps involved. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about this kind of process. Well, you wind they, up with better quality, though. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So they went back to the original film. And what was interesting is they were talking about how there were a couple of episodes where um, some of the original pieces had been lost, like uh, matte paintings and things that were pretty important. So they actually had a guy who watched videos of the old episodes, recreated the map paintings based oh, wow. on watching the video. <laughs> that's that's wow. hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were talking about some of the, uh, just just some of the like really kind of out there things that they had to do if there was a, a, a model piece that was missing or, you know, a piece of the uh, whatever, just something that was damaged. And uh, it was funny because all of the original films were just sitting in like cardboard boxes in this storage unit somewhere, wow. like out on the There's east a lot coast. Of that, yeah. yeah, nobody cared. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, everything important. Everything important was done on VHS, so nobody cared about the original film. They just chunked them in boxes. <laughs> Damn. The, now the we're crystalline like, entity was more like the fuzzy blob. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> The furry well, hairball. Notoriously <laughs> bad transfer up front because they didn't have any of the technology that they do now. No. Now they laser scan the film. Yeah. Back then it was Analog. projected and take pictures, yeah. right? Yeah. Projected and actually shoot video of that. And the effects were not great on top of that because of the time and the technology and the budget that they had, right? I mean, you put all that that zone together. It was not good back and then. And some of the upgrades that they did for the uh, the remastering were audio upgrades, and in order oh, to do yeah. that, yeah, in order to do that, they had to realign all the sound with the video. Which like, is insert, a mother. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I spent two years of my career doing that kind of thing. It's I've done a good bit for school, and it was even the stuff I did was a pain sucks. sometimes. Far no, better another if problem, you by shot the way, it. with that yeah. with that fan Star Trek series I mentioned earlier, the, the audio and video weren't synced. Yeah, well, that happens. Wah, wah. You know, they, I know. It looks kind of like a bad like, kung most, fu movie. You know? Most people think, oh, it's digital. It doesn't come out. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> of course it does. Okay, are those clocks, if they didn't start at exactly the same time, 
Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a, I saw, uh, and it was, I guess it was a commercial for it or something like that where they were actually, uh, putting people walking by in windows in the enterprise and they had a whole mat layer and then film layer over that where they were putting people walking. So when the ship passes by, you can actually see people in it. Yeah. I mean, crazy that stuff like awesome. that. I mean, they're doing, they're doing tons of, of things with it. I have not seen any, but the, the stuff I've seen on the web right, of right. the changes they've made, but apparently it is a vast and noticeable difference uh, between the old stuff and the new. So it's kind of cool. And and I think it goes back to what you were saying about Judge Dredd. Like they were trying to use 1995 computer technology were. to produce futuristic looking computer technology. And you just don't do that. You know, they, it's easier. I mean, it's better quality to go back and do what they did in the sixties, which is say, you know what? We can't make anything that looks, what plausibly futuristic. Like? Well, it's just make that. They would look photographic. Real designer. Really, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of funny because they hadn't figured out haze yet. You know, like uh, if you're doing an outside long oh, shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the right? distance. Of, of distance and everything. The particulate and everything. Yeah. Really I mean, awesome example of that being that early shot where you first see the Enterprise in the new Trek movie. Yeah. That's, that's, they do understand. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, cause air isn't clear and I right. know I've talked about this, but in dread, they, they really hadn't done any of that and they really hadn't done any of that in 3d yet. Right. Not correctly for cinema type stuff. So it looks like a video game. So it looks like a video game and you're like, Oh wow. That is not, Oh, there's no shadow on that. Oh, it's not all oh, the shadows casting oh. on the wrong layer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like there's a, it was, oh, it was great. you watch some of those, those, uh, air taxis pass and the shadow, instead of rolling onto the, uh, uh, taxi behind it in front of the, th- uh, actually the shadow from the taxi in front of it goes behind the taxi to another and anything moving that is not affected by it. So you're looking at all these shadows and they're all on the buildings, but none of it's on the things that are moving. You're like, Ooh, hadn't figured out that transverse space yet, have you? you know? <laughs> uh, so there's some of that, or, or like the or just didn't have the power. For the thing, it, the it? thing, like goes right in front of it, and it's just as bright. You know, there's no shadow. So there's there's a a lot of that. There's they hadn't figured out hazing. They hadn't figured out uh, uh, a lot of that, and the the green screening people had halos in the dark. And so, oh yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, and this is on a YouTube version of it that's how i didn't want to spend money on it you can't rent it on amazon and Actually, I, it's what is really the deal bad with that some kind of licensing issue yeah, yeah. couldn't find it on prime netflix doesn't have it yeah so i've watched it on youtube i'm like screw it I'm, it was a full screen version of it even on youtube and everything uh and now showgirls woohoo on tbs oh <laughs> 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 we were joking around the other day that you, know, you watch showgirls and same guy just, who made total recall by the way was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I knew that. And yes, I'm trying was. to forget it. And he made Basic Instinct. Okay. No, we yeah, but that about was that, yeah, that was decent about. though. But then again, I guess they weren't trying to do. Well, they didn't have Elizabeth Berkeley in it. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, all we need is Elizabeth Berkeley and some ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll make millions, <laughs> millions. I tell you, and a hotel swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> it is a hot tub, Elizabeth Berkeley, and a waiver. <laughs> We're good. We're so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that didn't turn out good? <laughs> but it actually did make money for stripper. We reviewed stripper movies on WA and everything and, and the box office between them and everything. And Showgirls actually did pretty well. <laughs> of course, it costs nothing to shoot. 
But anyway. I think it was the other night. Destroyed in, multiple people's careers. <laughs> yeah, what, the hell? what the hell? I think it was during the chat in F this week. And, and I want to say it was, um, oh crap. Was it Nick Bitshift who said that um, at one of the screenings of, um, was it Magic Mike? Is that the yeah. one about the male strippers? That apparently there was a woman in the theater who, it was hot in the theater and she pulled out one of those little um, like battery powered fans. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, imagine the noise. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> got a laugh. Yeah. I went to see Magic Mike and it was kind of funny because uh, I heard it's actually a good movie. It I, is I actually a good movie. It, it's, but... it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, you know, stripper plus there's a little, lot of plot in it and everything for a stripper movie. And uh, it was kind of funny because I, I didn't happen to hit one of those uh, electronic ticket or Fandango thing. So it's like me showing up in a very conservative uh, North <laughs> Texas town. One for Magic Mike, please. And then you walk in and, and girls passed out, passed out from screaming at this. I mean, what? you couldn't hear the movie from these tweens. You know, Wait a and, minute, and, what? Oh, yeah. Isn't oh, no. this a rated R movie? Oh, you betcha. Oh, come on. I guess what that answers our Hansel and Gretel question. Right? Oh, yeah. So they're in there and they're screaming and it's like from tweens up to like old women and all of them. Like guys. What, was there a baby? There had to have been a baby. I, I didn't see one. <laughs> just because there's always a baby in an inappropriate movie. Uh, I just it was it was pretty entertaining. But yes, passed out from screaming. At the at the magic mic, so I'm back there like, wow, this is, this is kind of more entertaining than the actual movie. <laughs> You're watching it; it's it's amazing. I remember what I was supposed to be. I derailed this again. No, no, I de- I derailed us. I was talking about the uh, special effects in Trek after you were talking about the special effects in Dread. Yes. I don't think it's the effects that really make this yeah. movie not hold up. <laughs> well, the dialogue is a little on the comic booky side you know good ideas though flying motorcycle could be very cool i've always thought a flying motorcycle would be an awesome device however everyone i can think of ended up looking bad the only one that i've ever seen that is even remotely the one from eureka oh yeah that was pretty cool i was gonna say in film would be and this isn't really a flying motorcycle would be trinity in the matrix on that bike. No, no, no. Like, Big but, jump, not flying motorcycle. I mean, it flies. Like but I, I've flying. never seen in film an actual flying motorcycle. I, I think the closest that, that you get cool, are speeder you know? bikes in uh, in Star Wars. Those are cool. Did you like the speeder bike? I'll call it an homage in in Dread. Where they're, and it's it's a bad blue screen or green screen or whatever they did. And they, they've got uh, Stallone up there and he's like pitching and the bike isn't moving. You know, he's pitching back and forth, and the bike doesn't move. It doesn't twitch. It doesn't well, angle. It, it doesn't do gold anything. Wing. I mean, <laughs> it's just, gold it's like, wings don't do they? Well, he's ramming into the other guy. You know, he's like, and the bike goes, yeah. <laughs> it just it lazily it to the left. Yeah, it doesn't like do any of this uh, pitching and rolling. It just kind of goes. You know? <laughs> it's hysterical. <Wow. laughs> I'll give it to Stallone. He was trying to work it. He really was. He was trying to make it happen and and everything, and it. It really wasn't, but they did this speeder bike homage in this one. Uh, although I still contest that the coolest bike anybody's ever seen in a movie is Tron. Mega Force. Tron. Oh, wait. oh yeah, Tron. Mega Force. Although the, that qualifies as the funniest. <laughs> Transfers. <laughs> uh, that that qualifies as the most laughable. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the speed and power. Imagine the sound. 
<laughs> Four D cells. <laughs> Just put the attachment. It stows right away in the saddlebag. <laughs> Sad. Make your own Sibia. Here you go. <laughs> Damn. Did this uh, did this remind you at all, Chuck, of um, the Red Dwarf episode? Is it the Inquisitor or there's two episodes, oh the Inquisitor and then Justice? And Justice is the one where the world is created, so that if you're in that lockdown area, like prison, you can't do anything unjust. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but it's this, it's kind of funny. They end up in this. Uh, uh, they're trying to raid this thing they find, and of course, it turns out it's this. Uh, it's this prison, and and they have this high tech, super high tech, you know, thirtieth century prison. I've seen that actually. Yeah, where, it's like a justice field. Yeah, I mean, yeah. gets field. put in it, and and the trick is, this is, is the last guy you want in justice. Field. I know it's hilarious. <laughs> Whatever you do, you try to do uh, bad to someone is visited on you. Like, wow. and, like no, and really, not to the other it. person. It just happens Here, to you. So like, this on like fire. if you throw a punch, <laughs> then your face gets knocked out. Yeah. You know? Lister set, tries to set the sheet on fire and sets himself on fire. He's like, you could have just told me. <laughs> it's great. Been like here, break this pencil, you know, <laughs> it was great. And then the other one is the, uh, the inquisitor where there's this, um, this Two one's a, spikes would be an extravagant. <laughs> this one's more, a, a little bit closer to dread, I guess, where, He's this, you know, vigilante, time-traveling, dimension-jumping vigilante who has decided that, you He's know, seen the end of the universe. Yeah, he lived until the end of the universe. And he decided, he's, he, he realized that uh, when someone is born, there are millions of other possible people that could have been born that could have used that life and that a lot of people just waste their life. So he goes back and finds the people that <laughs> everyone on that ship is useless. Yeah. That's actually the the tagline for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're boned or whatever. Had wasted their life and eliminates them from all history. They just cease to exist and they're replaced by the, one of the people that would have been there in the first. What's place. interesting is when you get judged, this, this guy actually doesn't judge you himself uh yeah you, he becomes you transmutes yeah. into you and you judge yourself yeah so basically you have a conversation with yourself and then by your own standards whatever those are like truly to you it's funny as hell but it's actually but it's a cool awesome. idea yeah it's like because like for example the cat sails right through because all that really matters is that you did as much as you wanted to do and could do with your life the problem draws it. Yeah. That's the criteria. The cat's the cat, fine. Yeah, the cat's so like, mind meltingly shallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's fine, you know. And and of course, the problem with this is that you have someone that is insecure. No matter how much good they've done, they never see themselves as doing any good. So, like Rimmer, you know, some of the people you're boned, boned. Yeah, <laughs> even and even the times where he didn't do anything wrong, like when his brothers beat the crap out of him and stuff, he still ends up. Maybe I you know, wasn't feel, good enough. Yeah. 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 So the whole thing just like screws it up because it's yourself. You know, you're the one who sets the, the of course, justice the standard. biggest one being like, you know, the, the setup for the show, the fact that he feels responsible for destroying mm, Red Dwarf when in right. reality, it's just his inflated ego that makes him feel that way. He was a like a chicken soup machine repairman. He had no effect on those drive plates that gave that were mismaintained. He... I mean, they barely let him work on the suit machines. Right. So, but he always saw himself as so important that he, he had like convicted himself down. in his yeah. own mind and was going to stay in that, was going to be, uh, yeah, that was actually the first one in, 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 uh, that was the one. Yeah. 
uh, in justice that got him. But in, yeah. Anyway, you get the idea. There were both interesting takes on this sort of thing. And, and uh, I, I think at its heart, Dread is, is similar. You're right. It's a take on how does this stuff work? And here's an extreme example that lets us explore it in a different way. And what do you have to do like, to make sure that the person who becomes the judge is an extraordinary person? It can't just be anybody. Right, right. Although it does illustrate in high contrast that paladins are kind of dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> can't argue. You're like, oh, a paladin. Crap. Because it's basically what he is. He's lawful good. Yeah. Uh, Ish. In D&D terms, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well, he, he uses that to, to his advantage on stuff. But I the, like to think that he's the ultimate, though, renegade, like from, uh, you know, from Mass Effect. Like, he may be doing the right thing for the right reason. the wrong way. <laughs> but he's doing it in the most dickish way possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close, actually. Yeah. It's pretty close. He's a renegade paladin. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. Mixing kind of there a little Mixing bit. Mixing kind the of. Hell, yeah, right? screw it. It's what he is. It's kind of about right. I, it annoyed the hell out of me every time. I knew you were going to say that. You know, and you're like, oh. we had to have a line. You know? Well, he had several. <laughs> that one was probably enough. You're right. <laughs> hey, My bad. Probably enough. We'll mix the connotation slightly. You know. Like, oh, come on. The sentence means the same thing. You're being a dick again. But, yeah. Well, we hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> the three movies that we almost with reviewed. With Chase. Yeah. Total Recall. That was awesome. With the eyes and the breasts. And uh, Judge Dredd. With flat motorcycles. With the Stallone. With the Stallone. <laughs> These were almost to a T, though, fun movies. They, I don't, like they you make said, Loki's I'll, helmet look modest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the way all the... Positively sedate, man. The way the bike and all the gear flops around when they ride and stuff. Oh, man. Damn. And, uh, that happened in Trancers, too. Well, with all that crap, though, those goings probably aren't any faster than the speeders with all that <laughs> no, garbage not. glued on them. You could get away with it. 400 a, pounds a good, of crap glued on them. graphite skateboard could outrun them. You know? Glued on. A fifteen hundred pound bike. I mean, that has to stand up on its own because if it falls over, hell, you need a crane to pick it back you up. You weren't seeing them just come to a stop. You were seeing them run flat out. You know, that was as fast as they go. But uh, we're starting a new arc next week, which is is going to be a lot of fun. And these are we are going to celebrate some villains, villains that are just a lot of fun to uh like like villains that you root for kind of that you you kind of like you can't help and first up we'll kind of give them to you as we go here but the first up is dr evil and you may of course either not watch the movies or watch them totally your choice if you'd like to uh i'm gonna watch the first one because i like the first absolutely the first movie austin powers international man of mystery yes Cool. I'm just going to... So I'm going to watch the first one. I think, I think. that is the best one, probably. The second one was good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, like yeah. the second one. But the first one, I got a gun. We could just go take care of this right now. <laughs> I mean, all of those. I mean, it's just... Yeah. So uh, check yeah, it out. And Dr. You... Dr. Evil's a great kind oh, of prototypical... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... You just kind of want to see the dude have something work out for He's him. He's a bad guy, but you want it to work out for him. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'm pretty sure there's an Alan Parsons project song it's in, the second in Ghostbusters. One. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a, it's yeah. In the second one, isn't it? 
Yeah. Damn, Dad, why did you just name it Operation Wang Chung? <laughs> so, as you can imagine, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you'll get a kick out of it, too. Audrey, anything you want to add wrapping up? No, no, just... Uh... I'm looking forward to that because the, the B movies have been fun. And yes. I think it's cool. Like when we did the Star Trek douchebags arc and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that was a good time. Th- there's more freedom to kind of branch out. So I'm going to start doing a little research. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Sean? Uh, nope. I think I'm good. Thank you for uh, for the interactions on Twitter and everything. Uh, it really uh, it means a lot. It makes us go, uh, especially uh, here lately. And uh, I don't know. The B movie arc has, has been kind of cool. So been appreciating that transfers was the ultimate for me holy crap <laughs> i can't believe awesome. you had seen that before oh. it's, it's so it's so horrible in it's beanus that it's it is just, awesome it's great though it's so entertaining <laughs> it's bad but it's not like so bad it's good exactly well i would like to uh say i'm really glad that one is back Yay. i was late on two of the podcasts my bad uh, but the, I just wanted to point out to everyone that that is absolutely not Juan's fault. Uh, that was my fault because I was supposed to be doing some of that for him and I screwed up a little bit. So yeah, Juan hadn't seen the sun in a while. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, Juan was, yes. Yeah, so he needed to take a little but vacation. I just wanted to say that because it is very important to him that everything work right. And he's going to chew my ass rightfully so, because he really looks out for GWC and for you guys and for us and for everybody, which is awesome and i I don't know if you guys you don't want none of that wrath of wine coming down on you (laughs) well i deserve it i take it as as a compliment that he cares enough about the community and about this stuff to do that so uh, from the depths of final cut i stab at thee you know i will take it uh so but i wanted to just say that because he is he is a really big part of everything we do here and uh, certainly a part of the crew and uh Thank you. Glad you're back, sir. Yeah. And everyone else is too, I'm sure, because they do not want me in charge of this. <laughs> that particular part of this. All right. Well, we will see you next week on time because Juan's back. On behalf of everyone here at GWC, thanks for listening. And thanks to all who make GWC possible, including producers Soleil, forum moderators Badger Spoon, Pike, and Frackentalos, GWC book club maven Casilda, and tech guru Juan Drew. Remember, if you'd like to share your opinions with the GWC crew and listeners, you can call us anytime at 214-296-9229, extension 701. You can also contact us via galacticwatercooler.com, our website and blog. But you should really spend some time over on the GWC forum. GWCers really are the friendliest people on sci-fi. And we're always re-watching or group reading something fun. You might even find a GWC meetup somewhere near you. GWC is funded by advertising and by listeners like you. For information on how you can donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash support. Finally, special thanks to Ferris and his friends Encoder and Jim Minadeo for GWC's sweet theme music. For more Encoder, visit them at myspace.com slash Encoder.